Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host Dustin. Doing a post-game pod for the uh, Mavs loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. Kind of went the way I thought it would go, uh, and we'll get into that right now. Um, So, basically, only two players really showed up for this game for the Mavs. I thought Porzingis had a fantastic game. Now, he was 0 for 4 on his threes. Um, As a team, the the three-point shooting was atrocious. I mean, they made six. Um, They're not going to win games like that. Uh, You know, Porzingis, you know, he had 25 points. He had four offensive rebounds. I thought he was very active on the the glass. He had eight rebounds overall, but... uh, the other player that basically showed up was Brunson. Brunson was 7 for 13 overall. Uh, he was 1 for 4 on his threes. He did have a one basket taken away at the end of the game. That was one of the worst uh, calls I've ever seen in basketball. Now, I know it probably didn't affect the outcome. Uh, Dallas probably still wasn't going to win that game because they, they're still only within three if they count that. Now, I, I was... Fully expecting, you know, after the challenge, I thought, oh, well, he'll get the basket, but he just won't get the and one. And basically, they just said he offensive fouled, and that was the wrong call. I don't know what they saw when they reviewed that. Um, you know, like the commentators were saying, he the, the defender was in Brunson's spot, so it was there was no way he fouled him. So it, it was just a bad call. But like I said, I don't think it changed the outcome. I think they only have two more points. Um, they still fail to score 100 when Luka doesn't play. They just, they can't, they don't have that. You know, Brunson's good at scoring, and he's good at scoring off the bench, but Brunson as a starter, he's... You know, when Luca's not there, it, I don't think he gives you, I think, what you need. I honestly would start someone else, uh, someone like Frank Nilakina. Now, Nilakina, I guess, went out of this game injured. I'm not sure how bad the injury was. He, he had a poor game to begin with. Um, you know, he was only one for four on his threes, one for six overall. Just not a good game. Um, but I, I think I would rather start Neil Aquina and still have Brunson come off the bench because without Brunson coming off the bench, you, you have no bench scoring. You know, Maxi was one for five on his threes um, and only had five points. You know, he was two for seven overall. It's his first game back. I really didn't expect him to, you know, light up the world. Um, you know, Trey Burke got some play, 13 minutes, and... He was 0 for 1 on his 3, 2 for 6 overall. Um, it's Everybody was bad. Dwight Powell, he he just gets dominated by Zubots every time we play. Um, Zubots, if he got a all 82 game, I, I said this in a tweet. If he, if he, if Zubots had all 82 games against the Mavericks, he'd be first team all NBA. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, he just, you know, he was basically the difference maker, uh, you know. The Paul George had 29, and Reggie Jackson had 23. And then you had Porzingis was 25, and Brunson was 20. 
but none of the other players did anything for either team, for that matter, except Zubots. Zubots was the difference. He had 10 rebounds. He had 16 points. And there was nobody on the Mavs team that can match Zubots' production out there. And therefore, you know, they get a loss. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. was pretty much pointless out there. You know, he was one for four on his threes, two for 12 overall. You know, when Tim Hardaway isn't hitting his shot, it's kind of like having Powell out there. You've got a guy who may or may not make a basket who can't defend or rebound. And so when when you when Tim Hardaway Jr. is not hitting his shot, and this is this is the one thing that aggravates me about Hardaway. This is, you know, I like that he took less to play here. He got offered more. I just I you know what? I think the the Mavs could have used that money better. Um, not not to say anything bad about Hardaway, you know, because Hardaway can be a good player, but Hardaway's biggest problem is he's streaky, and when his shots aren't falling, you've just got to you've got a body out there. You you don't have a guy who can defend. You don't have a guy who can shoot. You don't have a guy who can do anything except just be out there. And it, like I said, it, it's it's like having two Dwight Powells out there when Hardaway's not making a shot. Now when Hardaway's making a shot. They're probably the best team in the league because he can't miss. And I, it's just the problem is, is he has too many of those games where he doesn't make them like, you know, he does where he misses them. You know, he has more games where he's more likely to miss all his shots than he does, you know, make them. And so that's the frustrating part about Hardaway. Um, you know, again, guy like Trey Burke and Colley Stein are kind of two guys who in my opinion, they're not NBA players. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein, he's a free agent this offseason. I, I kind of feel like he probably won't be on a roster, and if he is on a roster, it'll probably be a, a bad team, you know, like an OKC-type situation where they just need a big, you know, and they sign him. Um, Willie Colley Stein's not going to be on a team where he contributes. Uh, you know, Golden State tried him and he he couldn't figure it out there, and they they were ready to dump him, and Dallas was happy to take him. Um, I, I think after after all that, I I don't think like I said, I don't think Colley Stein gets another meaningful roster spot the rest of his career. He he'll pretty much just be on bad teams for kind of kind of fill in type situation. Um, I just don't think he's an NBA player. I, I I made the comment that Moses Brown must just look awful in practice if he just can't get on the court. Um, because Willie Cauley-Stein just looks awful on the court. So I, I just don't know what Moses Brown looks like in practice to kind of justify not playing him over Willie Cauley-Stein. It, it makes no sense. Um... You know, Boban got out there, you know, scored a couple points. But, he, you know, he's... he's Boban's not a guy who's going to... Boban's not a guy who can play long-term on in the game. He, he's he's kind of in the novelty. Um, I know he's a fan favorite. I get it. I know he's Luka's best bud. I get it. 
But that's kind of the problem you run into when you can't improve your team. And it's kind of the same it's kind of the same problem you have with Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell is loved so much by Mark Cuban that he refuses to trade him. And it's just you've got to now at that point you're just playing 5 on 4 for your starters every game. And it's basically a guy that just gives you virtually nothing out there on the court. You, your starting center can't average five rebounds a game. It's it's just not successful. You know, some of his shots look so bad. And it's just, he, he can't defend. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, you, you're never, you're never going to improve if you build your team based on emotion. You're just not. You know, you, you're keeping guys here that can't play. And like I said, it, you, you've got to update, upgrade those roster spots. And if you, the, the longer you just refuse, the longer you're just going to be bad. Um, one guy who's been really disappointing this year so far is Reggie Bullock. I, I thought he could be better. Um, he's really not done anything this year. He, he had one really good game, and they, they won the game. But he was 0 for 2. He took two shots. And... You know, he does provide defense, but he gave you nothing on offense tonight. And he, it's just, he was only a minus one, so, you know, he did contribute defensively. Um, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith wasn't terrible. He only made one of his threes, but he only had seven points. Um, it was interesting that Bullock played more minutes than Dorian Finney-Smith. That rarely happens. Um, that's just one of those things that uh, you never see for whatever reason. Um, another guy that's been very disappointing is Sterling Brown. He's really given them nothing. Um, I, you know, at this point, I, I, I don't see why you just don't give Josh Green a shot. You know, to me, you should you should just bench Collie Stein and Sterling Brown and give Moses Brown and Josh Green those minutes. I, I don't think that makes you a worse team. You know, I, I don't think that prevents you from winning the ball game for, you know, for doing that. Um, it's just this team is hard to watch, you know, especially without Luka on the court. Um, when Luka's on the court, they're obviously a better team, but they're still – they're still just a fifth seed, man, and I, I just I don't see them winning a first round series this year unless they make major changes, and I just don't see any major changes coming. Um, I, I think now would be the right time to trade Porzingis. I, I I know that people would probably think it's a stupid take and probably think I'm overreacting to a loss without Luka and stuff like that. But I, I think when you, you know, I look at I look at the Clippers. You know, the Clippers don't have Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's their best player. And the Clippers win games. They're winning games. They won a playoff series without Kawhi Leonard. Dallas, if Dallas won an entire season without Luka, we would probably have a bottom five team in the league. And you, you're just not a successful team like that. You're just not. I mean, they're 0-3. And you can say, well, they've played three tough teams. Well, it's like, 
okay, go out and win one of those games. You know, like I said, that Clippers played an entire playoff series without Kawhi Leonard and won it. So maybe they didn't play the entire playoff. I can't remember if they played the entire playoff series or not, but they won a playoff series without Kawhi Leonard. And it's like you've got to have you've got to have the personnel to still compete when you're missing a player. And it's it's just not happening in Dallas right now. They don't have the personnel to do it. They're stuck in this fifth seed run. And I don't even know if they'll make the fifth seed. It might be the sixth. You know, they might have to do the play in game. I, I don't know. But Unless major changes are made to this team, this is the team we've got for the next two years. This is it. You know, I've brought it up in a, in my last pod or a pod before. You know, you, you've got three free agents. One of them's Brunson. I assume he'll be resigned. One of them's Dorian, Finne, Dorian Finney-Smith. I assume he'll be resigned. The other one's Collie Stein. I figure they'll let him walk because they have to open up a roster spot. So Collie Stein will have to be let go. And then they Trey Burke has a player option, which he will pick up. Trey Burke's not going to decline the player option because he'll be out of the league. Nobody wants Trey Burke. He doesn't give you a lot. He's a defensive liability, and he's not that good of an offensive player. He had four points in 13 minutes. He's just not that good of a player. So nobody wants Trey Burke. He will pick up his player option. So unless the Mavs make some changes to this roster this year, this is the team next year. This is it. And it's just it's something's got to change. You've got to make a major roster maneuver. You know, when Mark Cuban first bought this team, that's all he did was major roster maneuvers. They won the title because they made a major roster maneuver. They brought in Haywood. Deshaun Stevenson and Karan Butler in one trade. That's that's a big trade. And that's a major roster move. And, you know, they traded Devin Harris, who was a young point guard for Jason Kidd. You know, that's a big move. So I, I think now's as good a time as any. You know, make a big move. And I, I just don't see anything happening unless you trade Porzingis. And I, I know Porzingis is probably the second best player on this team. He's playing like it. He's playing very well, so he's got really good trade value. And you need that. But there's nobody else on this team that anybody wants. You know, nobody wants any of these other players. And so, unless unless you're willing to throw in a first-round pick, which Dallas doesn't want to do anymore, nothing's going to change. And I, I just, you know, Luka may play next game. I don't know. And, heck, this team might go on a, a win streak when he comes back. I, I don't know. But what I do know is when the playoffs roll around, this team isn't doing anything. It's not going anywhere. And at some point, Jason Kidd's going to have to make different decisions. I, 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 his stubbornness is very aggravating. And it's kind of making him look like a really bad coach. You know, seeing playing Willie Colley Stein 10 minutes without playing Moses Brown 
to me is is a bad coaching move. And like I said, I, I haven't seen Moses Brown in practice. I've seen Moses Brown play in a game. You know, he played all last year. I know it was with a bad team. But he had games where he got 20 rebounds in a game. Dallas Biggs combined can't do 20 rebounds. All of them could never do 20 rebounds, let alone one guy. You know, Colley Stein had one rebound. Porzingis, I don't know if you want to call him a center. He had eight, and Powell had five. And Boban had one. So you put that together, that's 15 rebounds. Moses Brown had games last year where he had 20-plus. And I, I don't care what rookie mistakes he may make. They've got to be better than the dumb mistakes that Colley Stein makes. Colley Stein turned it over twice on two just brain-dead plays. And I just don't get it. I, I, Moses Brown just has to be awful in practice to not get playing time over Willie Colley Stein. And I, I just... It's very frustrating to watch this team because they're a, they're a bad basketball team, and they their idea is Luca's going to fix everything. And I'm sorry, we've seen it the last couple of years. As great as Luca is, he he can't carry a team to a championship. It you need other players. We we've seen it. No. Even some people want to say that LeBron's the greatest player to ever play. That's fine if you want to believe that. He, he's the best player of our this generation. And he's never been able to do it by himself. He may think he's done it by himself. But all his championships he's been a part of that he won were won on super teams. You know, having Kyrie and Kevin Love was a big deal. Having... Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh was a big deal. You know, and then in the bubble, he had Anthony Davis. That's a big deal. LeBron's not winning a title by himself. He's just not. And LeBron, uh, Luka is not taking this team to a championship by himself. He's just not. And this this team needs an overhaul. It needs an overhaul bad, and like I said, it might be a few years before you even find a player as good as Kristaps to join this team, but unless you make a big move, this is it. This is the team. No, None of these other players are wanted by anybody else, so that's the only reason I say trade Kristaps. I don't want to trade Kristaps Przingis because I don't think he's playing good. I think he's playing awesome. The only reason I, I talk about trading him is because he's the only person they have that another team might want because nobody else wants any of these other guys because they're, they're not good, and so nobody's going to want them, so you're kind of stuck. Um, so I, I, just, I would love to see some changes in the roster. I don't think I'll get it, but uh, maybe one day. Uh, anyhow, um, other things going on around the NBA, uh, Lakers are playing Detroit right now, that's the only game going on, and it's, it's tied, um, Lakers are having a tough go at it, that's always good to see, 
um, regardless of how much Dallas struggles. They're, they've made their way to the fifth seed. They're tied with Denver. Um, Golden State's still on top. Uh, Clay Thompson is rumored to be coming back pretty soon. He's, I guess, been um, upgraded to like participating in practice and stuff like that. So that's you know interesting to see uh it would uh there man golden state golden state is probably the best team in the league you know i and i i talked about this in one of my last few pods you know i i I thought they would start slow and then eventually you know when clay got back and stuff like that they would kind of start taking over and be a tough team to play in the playoffs i I really didn't expect them to kind of just you know blow everybody out at the beginning of the year and then they're going to get clay back and that's just i just don't know a team better than they are um as far as you know people talk about wiseman coming back i I don't know how much wiseman's going to help them uh you know he he's still a young player with like very little experience so that'll be an interesting uh interesting thing to watch uh, you know, Utah and Phoenix are right there, second and third. I, I kind of figured, like, I had Utah win in the, uh, having the best record in the West. I, I didn't think they were going to do anything in the playoffs, but, um, Utah will be up there, top three. And I, I think the top three are kind of set. I, I think it'll be, you know, in any order, Golden State, Phoenix, Utah. I, I think those are the three best teams. Um, you know, Denver, they've got too many injuries. Murray's not going to be there. If Murray does come back, it won't be till March or April. Um, he's not going to help them win any games until then. Uh, you know, a lot of the other teams are really struggling. You know, what's funny is the Clippers are struggling, and Dallas kind of just gave one away, you know, a, another a scheduled loss, as I called it. But they've moved up to the fourth spot because there's a lot of teams, you know, struggling like Portland. You know, Portland's won three in a row, and they still are only one game above 500. That kind of tells you where they're at at the moment. Um, you know, they they just, <clears throat> for whatever reason, they're they're just one of those. They're one of those teams that I I think have really missed their opportunity to make some moves. You know, they're it's kind of like what I talk about with Dallas. You know. If Dallas doesn't make any major roster changes, they're, they're kind of going to have the same team for the next few years, and they're just going to hover around that five through seven area. And that's just what Portland, I mean, that's what Portland is. You know, Portland, if they were smart, they would turn C.J. McCollum into something and just see what they can get and just mix it up, mix up the roster, do something different, you know, make some changes. Heck, even if you've got to trade Nurkic, just do something different to change your roster. Because year in and year out, Portland has the same roster, you know, with just a couple guys tweaked here and there. But they just don't go anywhere. And that's that's kind of where Dallas is right, at right now. And those are kind of the two teams that are stuck, I think, in that rut right now in the, in the West. And I, I just don't see anything changing with those two teams. Um, Memphis, 
you know, Memphis is struggling right now, but everything's just falling on Ja Morant right now. I, I don't think Dylan Brooks has played. If he has played, it's only recently. I, I haven't kept up. Um, Jaron Jackson's not really doing much right now. Uh, I, I think they need Dylan Brooks to be their second best player. Uh, I don't know what his injury status is, or like I said, when he may come back. The Lakers, like I said, they're sitting at ninth. They're really struggling. Um, they Their biggest problem, I, I, I think, is their personnel. You know, I, I, do fi- I did find it funny. You know, I give... Mark Cuban a lot of flack on this pod sometimes because he tore down a title team. And the Lakers did the same thing after the bubble. The Lakers, like, traded all those guys away. They got rid of all the guys they had on that title team. And not all of them, but a bunch of them. And they overhauled their team, and they ended up getting knocked out in the first round last year because of injuries. But... They overhauled their team once more and brought back some of the guys. Now, it may, you know what, they may not have brought, they may only brought back uh, Dwight Howard. I I can't think of anybody else that may have been on that team. But, you know, they, they traded three talented players for Westbrook. And those three players are thriving in Washington, and Westbrook just struggles, man. Westbrook, Westbrook's not aging gracefully. Uh, if I were the coach for, if I were the coach for the Lakers, I'd probably bench uh, Russell Westbrook, and I'd make him my sixth man because Westbrook and LeBron just don't go together. Um, you know, because if LeBron has the ball, Westbrook just stands there, and nobody's going to guard him because he can't shoot. He just can't shoot. And, you know, when you're playing the Lakers and Westbrook takes his first three and makes it, you just love to see that because you know he's probably going to launch eight more. and He's probably only going to make one or two more. And it's just... He's not that good. He's not the player he used to be. And him and LeBron just don't play well together. And you know LeBron, one of his many one of his faults that he has is LeBron really doesn't do anything when he doesn't have the ball. And then, look, I'm not saying he's the only guy. There's a lot of guys who even Luka, when Luka doesn't have the ball, he kind of just stands around and kind of waits for it. Um, I think that's one thing that makes Steph Curry so great is that when Steph doesn't have the ball, he's always moving. And he just he he finds ways to get the ball in an open position through screening. But there's a lot of guys who who just don't move without the ball, and LeBron's one of them. And I if so if Westbrook has the ball, you know, they kind of just LeBron's just standing there, and LeBron's not hurting you if he's just standing there. So I, I just think they their best move would be to bench Westbrook and make him your sixth man and basically play him and LeBron opposite. You know, you could probably play LeBron 32 minutes a game, kind of lower his minutes. You know, he's got a lot of minutes in his career. 
you could probably lower his minutes and kind of get away with it, you know, by playing Westbrook the rest of that time and just play them opposite each other. I think there was one year where Luca and Berea never played with each other. And I think it was Luca's rookie year. They just always played Berea and Luca opposite. So uh, it was always very interesting. It could have been his second year. I can't remember. But they always played Luca and Berea opposite. And I, I think that's what they should do with Le- uh, LeBron and Westbrook. Um, sitting at the 10th spot right now is Minnesota. Minnesota decided they wanted to win some games again. They've won three in a row. They've been playing well. They've been hot, cold, hot again. It's kind of funny. Um, they they still have a young team. Uh, I, I still think they're the best out of all the rest. Uh, you know, Oklahoma's lost two in a row. Sacramento's lost three. They just fired their coach. I've always thought Walden was a bad coach. I, I don't. I just don't know how he lasted as long as he did. Sacramento's a disaster in the first place, so I, I, I'm not surprised. You know, Spurs have lost four. Houston's lost 14 in a row. Houston's just not winning any games. They've only won one game. So um, I, I think that 10 spots, Minnesota's for them to take. So um, as far as the Eastern Conference goes, you know, Washington lost a few games, so, you know, they fell into a tie pretty much. Uh, in the loss column with Brooklyn and Chicago. Um, You know, Boston's won some games, and so they've moved up. Cleveland's lost three in a row, so they've moved down. Milwaukee's won three in a row, they've moved up. There's a lot of movement going on in the East. It's going to be... The Eastern Conference is very interesting. Uh, I I, I think here in the next couple months, I think the West will kind of sort itself out. And you'll kind of see the teams kind of sitting where they're sitting, and they are kind of who they are. But I think throughout this year, the Eastern Conference is just going to be a jumbled mess. You know, Indiana's 13th in the East, and they're only five and a half games out. That's not very many. You know, like Portland's seventh in the West, and they're five and a half games out. So that, that goes to show how jumbled they are, you know. Portland's basically the seventh spot, and they're in the same kind of situation that Indiana is in the 13th spot. And the two teams that are obviously the furthest behind are the two worst in Detroit and Orlando. Um, You know, those are two teams that want to lose, they need to lose. Um, I would love for Dallas to trade Colley Stein to... Detroit for Olenek, maybe throw in a second-round pick if they have to, bring in Kelly Olenek to start at that center position, upgrade that center spot, and have Moses Brown come off the bench instead of Colley Stein. Um, I, I, it's just little roster moves like that just go a long way, and I, I just it would be nice if you know something like that could uh, happen. But... Uh, you know, it's it's just it's fun to see you know in the East where some of these teams are located. Like Philly's at tenth right now, um, but they have the same record as four or three other teams. You know, Boston, Cleveland, and Milwaukee and Philly all have the same record. Charlotte has the same number of losses, but they've got one more win, so they're right now sitting at sixth because they got that one extra win. 
So they've got basically five teams with eight losses. And, uh, you know, then you have Toronto and Atlanta with nine. But Atlanta's, they're back moving up. They're one four in a row. So it, it'll be interesting to see where Atlanta ends up and, you know, who falls out and then which team comes back in. It's just, it'll all be interesting to see. So uh, I... I look forward to the next few months. I, I think, I think I mentioned in my last pod, December fifteenth or something is the when anyone can be traded. People who may have you know signed as free agents or extensions or whatever, like those people can be traded. I think the fifteenth is 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 right. I'm not hundred. I, I think that's what it is. But uh, I'll be I'll be interested to see how. Uh, it, you know who makes those moves i you know ben simmons obviously i figure at some point's got to be moved and maybe maybe that's what they're waiting on maybe they're waiting on the 15th to make that trade because at that point everyone's available and so if you need like contract fillers and stuff like that everyone will be available to be traded so I don't know, I guess we could look forward to that. Um, I, I just figured at some point Simmons will be traded. I, I just don't think they can continue with the kind of madness that's going on there. So uh, Milwaukee's getting players back. You know, Middleton's come back. I believe Brooke Lopez is about to come back. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee went on. You know, right now they've won three in a row. You know, if they put together a streak where they won like 18 out of 20, it wouldn't shock me. Um, obviously, they're a talented in group of team. You know, group of guys. They got talented players. Uh, they're just everyone's out, and they've just kind of been just filling in until then. So, I guess I'm gonna pretty much end it right there. Mavs next game, I believe, is. Tuesday they play the Clippers again. Hopefully Luca will play. Maybe Dallas can get a win. Who knows? Um, we'll just have to see. Uh, there's some there's some okay basketball tonight. Like the Suns and the Nuggets play, uh, which should be entertaining. You know the Knicks and the Bulls play, which should be fun. You know the Knicks are a decent team. Uh, Randall's been struggling. So, uh, Julius Randle's been struggling, but, uh, you know, the Bulls are really good. So, if, you know, if you can see them play, um, you know, you should watch. Uh, I, I don't think they're showing any games until you have to have league pass, I think, to... Um, I think you have to have league pass to watch all these games. As far as tomorrow, on Monday, there's... Uh, Games again, you know, Cleveland and Brooklyn should be a good game. You know, like I said, Cleveland's been kind of fallen, but they're still a, a tough team to play. You know, Charlotte and Washington play. Uh, Washington, they're, they're still one of the best teams, I think, in the East, and the Hornets are a good team. They're not an easy team to play. The Bulls and the Pacers, the Pacers have kind of picked up the pace, pun intended. Um... The Jazz and the Grizzlies should be interesting. So there's some good games uh, going on this week. Um, there isn't a game on Thursday, but, uh, you know, there's some good games going on Wednesday night. Um, 
So, I, as far as my next pod, I will be out of town for the holiday, so I probably won't be able to make a pod until next Sunday. So, I, I will be off for a week, and uh, I probably should have started the pod that way, because uh, whoever's still listening, I appreciate it. But uh, I probably won't be able to make one for another week. Um, so... Until then, the Mavs, I think, play twice. They play, because they do get a long stretch, they play Tuesday against the Clippers, and they play, uh, I believe, Friday or Saturday against the Wizards. So there there are only two games in between, so that's not too bad. But uh, until next time, if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can at the Mavs Outsider. If you're not on Twitter, I don't suggest getting on. It's a bunch of weirdos on there. I, I only get on it to help spread the word of this pod. Um, if you could rate and review the podcast, um, you know, try and spread the word. I, I you know, it's still trying trying to build listeners every pod, but uh, the. Uh, you know the the thumbs up, the five stars, whatever they whatever you can be done, it helps. You know with suggestions. But uh, <clears throat> until next time, though, we'll see you later.